The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. I rob them and I kill them. As cold as ice. And I will do it again. And if I no, I will kill another person because I hate humans for a long time. Hey, welcome to Getting Loser Starting Podcast. I am Chop. I'm Cheetah. Yo, it's Choop. I'm sorry for that uh, quote. My uh, had a little cat on my throat, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, that doesn't make any sense, but okay. A little frog in the throat. Yeah, a little frog cat in the throat. That works, too. Yeah. <laughs> no, the reason I'm talking about cat because this person we're talking about, she's pretty fucked up. Did come what does that have to do with a cat? Motherfucker, you know, you know, like, you know. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. You don't make no sense. <laughs> Do we gotta break it down for you? I don't understand the <laughs> how you try to take it from a cat into this person. Though. I she, she's a wild. Like, pu- she's a wild. She's a wild pussy cat. Yeah, you guys are fucking weird. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever fucking do that to me again, ever. Do what? Meow. So, what are we talking about, man? We're talking about the famous Eileen Warner. Warnos. Warnos. It's not like her name has been said fifteen hundred times today or anything. Well, no. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We figure we just, we we go back to our serial killer or serial killer the routes because it's been ten episodes ago since we did a serial killer. Yeah, I'm excited. Kind of, this is going to be a good episode. I think this might be your first episode with us on on a serial killer. Uh, yeah, you're supposed to be here for John Wayne Gacy. And I forgot uh, yeah. to call you. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, how convenient! <clears throat> no, Chup, she, she say, "Oh, don't be mad at me. I didn't call him. Like right before we come in here, he's like, yeah, I forgot to call him. It's like, oh, he tell me, he's trying to lie. Like, oh, my brother wasn't feeling too good. Never called you. Dirty move, man." You just solidified what I'd already thought. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, thanks a lot, you fucking snitch. <laughs> hey, you know what they say, snitches get stitches. However, <laughs> fuck me, you meet in the parking lot. You better pick your side, and you just did. <laughs> Good luck, motherfucker. Team Chop versus Team che- Cheetah. Who will win? Team Chop and Chup? Window, dude. No, not Chup. Cheetah. Cheetah oh, just you two? Yeah. Uh, Cause you're not in this yet. I'm throwing you out the fucking window. You Man, talking I'll about? Fuck! I throw you down. I'll pull, pull the fans. Well, anyway, uh, yes, Arlene Warnos. Hey, I said the name right. Good job. Good job. Lord, give me the serenity. <laughs> serenity now. Serenity now. Serenity now. All right. All right. Let's start this off. Let's start this off. Arlene. Well, her, her birth name was Eileen Carol Pittman. Pittman, huh? Pittman. Nice. Classified as a serial killer. Number of victims, seven. It might, been, might, might be more, but it was seven. Within yeah. any, any year period. 
She she claimed that until the end, her first one was self defense. Mm-hmm. That's what she went down saying. So but who knows? but like it claimed, if you read more on on her, she was fucking hooking at eleven. Oh, I yeah. know. Like yeah, what yeah. the fuck? It's like. Well, she also got abused a lot. She had a lot oh, of the, sexual abuse happened. Oh, we're her. gonna we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about that. Um, yeah, it was just it was weird. Uh, her her date of birth is uh. February 29th, 1956. Do you know if you have a February 29th birthday, is a, a weird, it's not weird, but it only happens every eight years or something? Mm-hmm. Like, how you, do, how, how you celebrate your birthday if you're on the 29th? Do you celebrate on the 29th? Oh, it's a leap year? Leap it's year a leap birthday? year. She was yeah. a leap year birthday. So she's technically only a quarter of her age. Huh. I don't get that. Like, like you know, imagine if your birthday is on February 29th. Okay, I'm not really twenty. I'm not really twenty-one. Well, I'm only quarter my age. <laughs> like, yeah, get the point. Uh, it's kind of cool. That means you got to party like four times as hard. I mean, it is actually. Come around. <laughs> like, oh god. Like, oh, party time? Yes, it is. <laughs> Been waiting a long time for this birthday. No, it's four. It's four years. Yeah, four years. Yeah, it's four every. Yeah, it's every four. Yeah, but um, yes. It was weird. Her birthday's on there. Uh, she she was an American serial killer who killed seven men in Florida in the in nineteen eighty nine and nineteen ninety. They claimed rape or attempted to rape her. Well, she was working as a prostitute. She was convinced and sentenced to death for six of the murders and execution by uh, lethal injection by. October 9th, 2022. You know who uh, actually got her um, executed was George Bush's brother, Uh, Jeb Jeb Bush. Jeb Bush, Jeb Bush. Interesting. Yeah, I think he, like, uh, he signed something. She uh, also, you know how they give uh, death row inmates a chance for a last meal. She chose uh, traditional, which is any meal under $20, but she chose no food, just had a cup of coffee. Yo, Savage. Yo, you must have to be a boss-ass bitch. You're like, I don't, want no, I don't want none of your fucking food. It's I like, won't go out as a legend. Give me some fucking coffee. Give me like, a, cup of <coughs> cof- a cup of coffee black and a fucking Marlboro. One of the, cool, <laughs> one of the, one of the things that a lot of people like about Eileen Warnos, too, is that she never, like, tried to... She never tried to make it seem like she didn't kill people, you know what I mean? Like, she she, she pretty much admitted it, you know what I mean? She was very open about She knew that she killed people, and she told him, I'd probably kill him again, honestly. You know what I mean? Because, like, the opening quote said she just hated humans that much. And, I mean, that's that's common, especially with a lot of people that have really shitty upbringings, you know? It's very common with a lot of serial killers like that. For sure. That have terrible upbringings. They, you know, they go on to hate humanity for what they're put through. And tr- she definitely had, like, a really terrible, traumatic fucking upbringing. I kind of feel bad for her, you know? Yeah, and oddly enough, even though taking her father's last name, she never met her father. Yeah, he was a convicted child molester and schizo who hung himself in jail. Yeah, and she, uh, yeah. Good. No good. Uh, and then she had suffered sexual abuse from her grandfather, and was raped by a friend of her grandfather, and became pregnant by him. Jeez. 
Jeez. Yeah, and I mean, on top of all that, after her father hung himself in prison in 1969, uh, in January of 1960, when Eileen was almost four years old, her mother had abandoned her and her brother, leaving them with their maternal grandparents, Lori and Britta Warnos, who legally adopted Keith and Eileen on March 18, 1960. Uh, at age 11, Warnos engaged in sexual activities in school in exchange for cigarettes, drugs, and food. She had also exchanged, engaged in sexual activities with her own brother. Warnos claimed that she was sexually assaulted and beaten as a child by her grandfather, an alcoholic. According to her accusations, before beating her, he would force her to strip out of her clothes. In 1970, at age 14, she became pregnant, having been raped by a friend of her grandfather. Wernos gave birth at home for unwed mothers, and the child was placed up for adoption. Which she named the baby after her brother, who she was also sleeping with, and uh, w- fell in love with. She hmm. didn't just sleep, he wasn't just like molesting her, they fell in love with each other, dude. Is that fucked up? And she was slinging the kitty for cigarettes, dog? Holy she was only in high shit. school. Not even. Oh, yeah. She was only 11. My bad. Yeah, she was only 11. Is your mic on? Yeah. Oh. I think your mic went off. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was judging something, and um, I totally forgot to turn her back on. Yeah, it was like, she's she's uh, 11 years old. Out there, was like, hey, I'll, I'll show you my body. Give me some ciggies. But ciggies is just one part of the contact rule. You give me some drugs, I'll do more. You give me no, it's food, ciggies, drugs. This, I, if if I was eleven years old and I was like her, I'll I'll probably do that. <laughs> Dude, Florida was fucking wild, man. Florida is oh, still shit. wild. I know it is. Florida man's a thing for a reason, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like that one time in Florida, uh, a Florida man was high on meth, jerking off and fighting off fifteen police officers. Fighting him off, yeah. As he, was, as he was, as he beating his dick. Remember, Mess Zombie too, who came out of Florida. Oh, we forgot to mention, dude. We're coming live from Snowvember out here in, in Rough Buff. <laughs> Wait, so, hey. Except there's no snow. No, what the? They fuck? moved the Bills game, and there's no, no snow, snow yet. Charles been talking shit. We're gonna wake up on Saturday, and be fucking stuck in our houses yeah, now because I, he's talking shit. I over get here. the feeling by morning time. Morning, I'm still, I'm still gonna make my. I gotta hey. go to work. No, I'm, I'm I'm saying if that shit cancels my damn show, I'm fucking driving my personal happy ass to the fucking place I'm going to. I'm gonna fucking protest. <laughs> I'm gonna protest like throw snowballs at the mall. What show are you going to? I prevail. Nice. I where is it? Prevail. Uh, Buffalo River Works. I've never been there, dude. It's really nice. Is it? It's like like if you're if you're into that uh, spooky uh, not spooky look like war pre war shit. Oh fuck yeah, dude! No, like how like how the building is and shit. Yeah, they had the fair. It was like we're next to the black blue. Because um, if you guys are in the area, it's next. It's uh, across the street from the Cheerio factory. Nice, dude. This was like. Are we getting fucking paid to promote them? No, I'm just saying. What the fuck? <laughs> well, you guys, you guys, you gotta represent the local theater. Why? <laughs> they ain't representing us. Hey, they will be representing us. They're yeah, going. Okay. They're, they're going to learn my Kevin Hart's voice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And put her, put us up in fucking her name and lights, kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but I was, but oh, sorry, cutting you off. Yeah, that was fucked up. But her grandfather's uh, friend impregnated her. Super. 
Like what the fuck? And and kept it. She kept the baby. I'm sure she probably didn't really have much of a choice, but. Well, she gave it up for adoption. Yeah, but still, she had it. Well, yeah. But uh, not long after, a few months after the baby was born, Wernos dropped out of school at about the same time that her grandfather died of liver failure. Uh, and then Wernos and her brother Keith subsequently became wards of the court. Uh, and then when she was 15, uh, her grandfather threw her out of the house and she began supporting herself as a prostitute and living in the woods near her old home. What the fuck? So 15 is when she, that's when she starts deep into the actual prostitution life. Like she's out prostituting, just living like on her own, but in the A lock lizard? Could be, yeah, probably. If you guys don't know what a lock lizard is, a lock lizard is a prostitute for truck stops. Don't ask ask Chop how he knows. (laughs) How do you know? Research. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Research. Nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, not long after becoming a prostitute, that's when her, that's when her early criminal career started. Uh, on January, or on May 27th, 1974, Warnos was arrested in Jefferson County, Colorado for driving under the influence, disorderly conduct, and firing a twenty-two caliber <coughs> pistol from a moving vehicle. She was later charged with failure to appear. Oh. Well, that... 22 with that 22 caliber pistol make, make sure you always remember that through the episode that's that was her main yeah. weapon of choice yeah i'm sure i tried to do like how he did it before I was, that was the key word y'all that pistol <laughs> is the key word <laughs> but i'm not i'm not like i'm not like uh cheater with this stuff i, I picked I, I picked this episode but we're going this is a good one forgot to mention the movie monster about it with charlie's around don't fucking get me started, man. Don't get me on my rant because I'm gonna start ranting, and I'm nobody wants to hear that. Oh, no, no, no. Here's his rant. She's movie kinda, man over no, here. No, no, no. It's not that. It's because she's she she looked like a troll. She's kinda. fucking ugly in person, man. And in every movie they make about her, they always cast a hot chick. Yeah, but they made her very ugly. They yeah, but even in the chick, even in the monster ugly. movies, Charlize Theron was still fucking hot. No, she wasn't. Yes, she Are was compared to what Eileen Wuornos really looks like. Dude, Eileen Wuornos back in the day was pretty hot. Dude, she married no. a fucking seventy-year-old yacht club owner. She was like a trophy wife. She was oh, fucking oh, she had big old oh ho 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 breastuses, and she was not bad, not terrible, dude. But no, well, he's fucking seventy. You think he's got much of a choice? Well, back he had then? money though. Yo, hey, hey, shit. Hey, yo, that happened to Anna Nicole Smith. She married some rich ass dude. Yeah, she did. But she died. But then later, her husband died. Oh, thanks for that. All that wonderful, <laughs> wonderful uh, information there. Hey, if, if I was, if I was a chick, I'll go for sugar daddies. <laughs> I feel like maybe you should just stop talking for the rest of the episode, probably. <laughs> but Why? It's funny. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of uh, the yacht club owner, in 1976, Warnos hitchhiked to Florida. Because remember, at this time, she was last seen in Colorado, where she'd been charged with failure to appear in court. Uh, but she got she hitchhiked back to Florida, uh, where she met. 69-year-old Yacht Club president, Louis Gratz. They married that same year, and the announcement of their nuptials was printed in the society pages of the local newspaper. 
However, Warnos continually, continually, continually involved herself in confrontations at their local bar and eventually went to jail for assault. She also hit her husband, Lewis, with his own cane, leading him to get in a restraining order against her. <laughs> she returned to Michigan where on July 14, 1976, Warnos was arrested in Antrim County, Michigan, and charged with assault and disturbing the peace for throwing a cue ball at a bartender's head. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Cue ball? What the? No. Damn. No, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about she, she took her husband's cane. Cane. Yeah, I bet he wasn't, I bet he wasn't give her. There was no way. He well, he's learned. fucking seventy. What do you expect? Give him a special bill. Give him a special pill. <laughs> Why does your mind immediately always go to sex when we talk about serial killers every time? Oh well, you should know us by now. No, no, that's just you. Don't associate me with that. That's just you. Savage. Yeah, it's a pretty crazy story though. What it it only lasted like nine weeks, the fucking marriage. Yeah, they weren't married very long. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Eileen wasn't a woman that could be tied down, man. She was a free spirit. She was a loose cannon. Pretty much. <laughs> no but I'm just saying, dude, I hate to I hate to be that person that assaulted with a cue ball. Yeah. Just, I got that that just, just, just just imagine if you and Rachel were at a uh at a pool hall. And one of her friends hit you with a cue ball. Are you just going, whoa, bro, that's not cool. Or are you just going to go over and try to give her like a, uh, a five-knuckle sandwich? I'm probably going to get knocked out. But when I wake up, I'll be looking for some knuckle sandwiches. Uh, speaking of that, Rachel just, no, she just assaulted me with a cheeseburger. <laughs> True story. Wow. Wow, Rachel. I never wow. thought. I never thought. Abuse on it's always the It's always the ones yep. that, you seem, that seem innocent. Right? Always. Don't worry, <laughs> fool you. Man, she seems so innocent. But did she yeah. like slap you in the face? She like came across like this, come here, come here, are you ready? Come here, come out, mother, yeah. No, dog, she whipped it across the room, hit me in the back of the head, and we were going to a party afterwards, <laughs> and she let me go to this party with a big streak of mustard in the back of my head, and then tell me, and like three hours later, I'm scratching the back of my head, and then I look at my fingers, and there's uh, yellow flakes on my fingers. <laughs> you, you'd be like, damn, Rachel. Oh, Look, I know you noticed that streak of mustard. She just busts out laughing. Oh my god, damn. dude, it's terrible. She did do dirty. But you, was it was it hamburger frozen or no? It was no. I think I made it to her the fucking hamburger to eat, and she threw it at me. And damn. I was walking away, and then fucking let me walk around with mustard on my head. It was like a dickhead. Damn, she did you dirty. <laughs> Yo, know, it, it was like sure. how like how Aline did with uh, the bartender with the cue ball. Sure. <laughs> hey, I'll be mad too. Somebody throw me a hamburger in, my, in back of my head. I'll, you know, I'll do, if, somebody, if somebody did that, I'll turn around, eat your hamburger. Like, your head would rotate three sixty like the Exorcist, and you just like snatch it out the air. Homer but, Simpson uh, style. Like Choop said, yeah, she was only uh, she was only married to Lewis for nine weeks, but around the time of them uh, knowing their marriage. Eileen's brother Keith died from esophageal cancer, and Warnos received ten thousand dollars from his life insurance. Yeah. So now she's newly single, ten grand in her pocket, ten racks. She bought the party hardy, for sure. Yep. That's messed up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
Yeah, nine weeks. That's fucking crazy. You only married for nine weeks. <laughs> like, I'm just looking at her now. I was like, are you, you telling me? She she wasn't there for love. She was probably there for a quick score. Obviously. Of course, dude. Yeah. Yeah, and then on uh, May 20th, 1981, Warnos was again arrested in Edgewater, Florida for the armed robbery of a convenience store where she stole $35 and two packs of cigarettes. <laughs> she was sentenced to prison on May 4th, 1982 and released on uh, July, June 30th, 1983. And then on May 1st, 1984, Lonos, Warnos was again arrested for attempting to pass forged checks at a bank in Key West. Uh, then, surprise, on November 30th, 1985, she was arrested again. <laughs> she was up? named a... Su- oh, no, she wasn't arrested this time, my bad. But she was named a suspect in the theft of a revolver and ammunition in Pasco County. Then... 1986, January 4th, Wernos was arrested in Miami and charged with Grand Theft Auto, resisting arrest, and obstruction of justice for providing identification with her aunt's name. Miami police officers found a 38 caliber revolver and a box of ammunition in a stolen car. Stolen car. On June 2nd, 1986, in Volusia County, Florida deputy sheriffs detained Warnos for question after a male companion accused her of pulling a gun in his car, demanding $200. Warnos was found to be carrying spare ammunition, and a, a twenty-two pistol was discovered under the passenger seat she had occupied. Wait, are you saying ammunition? I meant to say ammunition. <laughs> You've been playing Grand Theft Auto too much, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's pretty crazy, though, like, what's happening, though. Like, you see, like, she, obviously, so she gets exposed to sex at a, at a really young age, right? Mm-hmm. Without her consent, you know? She, she's forced upon her. So then by 11, when she should be an innocent little girl, <laughs> she's learning that she could use sex to get what she wants. Now she's getting older and older, and she's starting to realize that she can just present the sex, right? Yeah, yeah, and right. not even give it up and still get what she wants. So oh. she's kind of taking the power back. It's it's kind of a Dude, cool like, thing. Uh, like, you know, if you think about it, it's kind of crazy I mean, how it evolves. I mean, I know it's going to sound weird coming from me because I am a man, but like... You hear stuff like this, it always makes more sense when you realize that, you know, men are fucking stupid. If they think they're yeah, gonna we score all think with our dicks, dude. yeah. If they think they're gonna score, of course they're gonna do whatever you want, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I can't say I haven't been in the same position where I thought I was gonna score, and then I've gotten robbed for money, which has definitely happened to me. <laughs> I'll admit it. Um, you know, I'm fucking weak, man. Oh, um, what's McCall? She's living the American dream. She's living like the American kind of gangster mm. dream. She's not like the full American dream, but she's living that part of the American dream you see in the movie. Like, hey. The dude in the movie, I want to do the same she's shit. She's definitely living in a gangster lifestyle for sure. I wonder why she's living an American dream when she's getting arrested every other year. Right? How's that the American dream? Well, like I how? know what he's saying. He's just saying she's living. She's gangster, man. She's. she's fucking, yeah, I mean, she's not living by anybody else's rules. I mean, yeah. you know, she's just kind of just living she's the like life her. she wants. Thirty-five dollars and two. A thirty-five dollars and two packs of smoke. She did a year for that, dude. Damn. I bet she wishes she took more than two packs of cigarettes, though. 
Yeah, 35 bucks. Like, well, now she's dead, but. The one thing that I always like to, uh, when we talk about serial killers, the one thing I always like to talk about is how, you know, obviously I never condone anything that people do. You know, it's fucked up. They murder people. But it's always nice to, like, once you start hearing about their story, to, like, kind of go through and, like, think of, like, you know what I mean? Like, find that one thing that if it would have been different, maybe they wouldn't have ended up the way they did. Yeah, that's what I think intrigues a lot of people. It's like the um, seeing the backstory that leads people to snap and, like, the psychology of it. Or, or like how I said before, I respect the villains for the shows I watch. Like, okay, these guys are up to no good, but you actually found out the backstory is. Like, God, I feel for the, I feel for the homie for a little bit. Not with her as much, but like the other serial killers, I was like, I kind of feel for the guy. Well, I mean, it's like, That's I good. mean, I guess the same could be said. You could, you know, I mean, it's also the. The argument that gets made behind, you know, when people say you grow up, when you grow up, you realize that the Joker in the Dark Knight movie was actually the good guy. You know right. what I mean? It's well, it's kind of like that. Yeah, Not saying sure. that what she did was right, but I right. mean, I can understand. Once you start you to st- learn more yeah, about it, you, you start learn, to see. Yeah, you start to realize why. It, why? Yeah. There's like maybe people, if she had parents that gave a shit about her and she right. wasn't raped was at a young age, yeah, happened to worry. Maybe about she wouldn't. Have, maybe she would have been a fucking upstanding citizen. Or um, I, I got a quick quote. When when we were young, we look up to superheroes. When we get older, we pay attention to villains. Or we understand the villains. We understand the villains. Like uh, like when I was younger, it's like, oh okay. It's like I don't get like I never really got into like the backstories of villains. Like all right, oh Batman's whooping ass. Okay, that's kind of cool. But what what I can respect about like a lot of um, well a lot of times you'll see in um. The the reality of, of life is that some people are just dealt a, a fucking terrible hand sometimes, man. And people become products of their environments. And a lot of times, good people can get turned into monsters. Yeah. That's why the movie is called Monster. Yeah. It's because... I think I watched that movie. I can't remember. It's got... Well, you know, it's got Cherise Theron and uh, Christina Ricci. Is it is it with, uh, like, the... One older blonde and the, yeah. the yeah. younger blonde. Yeah. I think no, I watched a little bit of it. I never. I can't. I can't remember. I'm not. I'm yeah, not I, like you said. I mean, she's definitely a product of the environment she was raised in. Yeah, and, this is what people get led to do things out of their character sometimes, man. Because people can be real shitty. Yeah, I mean, like you said, she got in. She got you know shown sex at a young age where she probably shouldn't have, and that's when she can't. You know, that's when she realized. Oh. I can get shit by per- if I do this, you know what I mean? So she she get shit. That's she, basically what she did. That's, that trauma fucks fucks you up, man. You, yeah, she goes based off of what age. she knows works, which is why I like her too. Because once she got arrested, and she, when she was in jail waiting death, she never tried to say it. She didn't, you know what I mean? She never tried to push that she was innocent. She said, you know, I, I know I'm not. Yeah, she, I did it. I know I did it. She, a lot of women look at her kind of like a hero. Some people, it's a constant thing that people talk about with her. Is it villain? Is she a villain or is she, she remind someone me, who was put in a fucked up situation? Like how you said how women look up to her. She reminds me of, of uh, the, the Imperial. Val the, the Imperial. Vlad the Impaler. The Battle Impaler. And, uh, and the, the Blood Countess. They looked at them like heroes. I feel like you just find any reason you can to constantly bring them up in episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, it's not, not a bad gimmick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think 
You know what? Actually, I think that's a good question to pose to us right now. Uh, I mean, most of us here, I don't know about Chop, but I know me and, you know, Choop, we probably know pretty much most of what there is to know about Eileen Warnos because we're, you know, we've always kind of been into, like, serial killers. So, like, from your guys' point of view, what do you think? Where do you stand? Eileen Warnos, she a villain or is she kind of a hero? Or mis- or mislead? What do you think? Um, I don't I, Like, not that... I'm not saying that, like, you agree with her, like, would, killing, but do you understand... Or, or, like, I'd say she's a victim first. And, or, she, and I, you know, when you... when It's like when you backed into a corner, sometimes you lash out, dude. Wait, she asks this question at the end of the episode, where we get more information rolling in. Like, right now, I wow, feel like... I already, I already answered it. <laughs> we already know everything she did. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, I feel like... She she's a lost soul. She probably wanted like she was upset when her brother died. She didn't have many family. She didn't really, have much family. You know, like all the families turned not her any back. Good ones. Yeah, and least. the family she did have treated her like garbage. I, right now, because I, I really don't know who I know who she is, but I don't know. I feel like she's a victim to a point, but she did admit she killed seven dudes. Well, hey man, uh, you know. If you're out fucking picking up girls off the streets to pay for sex... I mean, you're probably not the best kind of person. (laughs) Well, you're kind of rolling the dice, man. It's just like, it's kind of like doing drugs and then you overdose. It's it's like, well, (laughs) you play stupid games, you win stupid fucking prizes. You know, I hear that a lot lately. That's how I feel about Uh, it. If you play stupid games, you're going to win stupid prizes. It's true. Yeah, you know what? I think... Because, like, I had already known about Eileen Warnos before this episode because I had listened to a pod about her a while back. And, uh, you know, I think I think in her own story, I think she's a hero for what, you know what I mean? Like, because I don't think what she, like, the shit she went through, I don't think there's any other, like, option for her, honestly, you know what I mean? I don't think she saw any other way, so she just did what, you know, seemed right to her. So I think in... in I don't know if me personally I'd say she's a hero, but I think I think the biggest thing is that at the end of the day, she was, you know, content with herself for what she did. You know what I mean? In a way, I guess, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And then she paid for it. So it's like. Yeah. You know what I mean? And at least she was she stayed honest to the end because she never tried to deny it at all. She admitted to it all. And you know what I mean? what's interesting is the very first one that she said uh, was self-defense. The guy actually, um, so I guess she was like legitimately hook hooking at first, and then the guy sex. She said the guy sexually assaulted her and she killed him. It turns out that after he died, it came out that he actually did ten years for sexual assault on another woman. What was convicted? Was convicted of it. Is she trying to be like? She's trying to be like the uh, modern day Robin Hood or something? Hey, dude, maybe that was the fucking straw that broke the camel's back. Oh, fuck. You, a, a person's psyche can only take so much, man, you know? Yeah. And then uh, after being arrested, or after being found with the gun under her seat and all that in January 1986, uh, not long after that, Warnos met Tyria Moore, a hotel maid at a Daytona gay bar. They moved in together, and Warnos supported them with her prostitution earnings, on July 4th, 1987, Daytona Beach Police 
detained Warnos and Moore at a bar for questioning regarding an incident in where they were accused of assault and battery with a beer bottle. On March 12, 1988, Warnos accused the Daytona Beach bus driver of assault. She claimed that he pushed her off the bus following a confrontation. Uh, and then Moore was also listed as a witness to that incident. That's fucking crazy. Uh, I like to say too, like uh, not not taking away from the people who died. I don't know them. I you know I'm not. I don't want to like cast judgment on on them and shit. They could be good people. Um, I just want to say that you know. Yeah, and then um, one year after claiming that that bus driver had assaulted her, uh, Eileen Warnos committed her first murder. Uh, it was a man named Richard Mallory, age 51, uh, November 30th, 1989, electronics store owner in Clearwater, Florida. Ornos' first victim was a convicted rapist whom she'd claimed to have killed in self-defense. Two days later, a Volosia County, Florida deputy sheriff found Mallory's abandoned vehicle, and on December 13th, Mallory's body was found several miles away in a wooded area he had been shot several times, but two bullets to the left lung were found to have been the cause of death. It was on this murder that Warnos would eventually be condemned. Damn, so the first one is the one they killed her for, huh? Mm-hmm. Holy oh, shit. And then uh, another year later in June 1990, she killed another man named David Spears, a 43-year-old construction worker in Winter Garden, Florida. On June 1st, 1990, his nude body was found along a Highway 19 in Citrus County, Florida. He had been shot six times. Holy fuck, six fucking times. Yeah. She unloaded that thing on his ass. Mm-hmm. Um, then in May of 1990, she killed Charles... Skarkatin, Skarkatin, age 40. He was a part-time world worker. Uh, And on June 6, 1990, his body was found in the Pasco County, Florida. He had been shot nine times with a small caliber caliber weapon. The 22, I said earlier. That's why she's shooting him so many times, because it's such a small caliber. And then uh, June 1990... Uh, she killed Peter Seams, age 65. Seams left Jupiter, Florida for New Jersey. And on July 4th, 1990, his car was found in Orange Springs, Florida. Moore and Warnos were seen abandoning the car, and Warnos' palm print was found on the interior door handle. His body was never found. Oh, shit. So this one she got help with from the maid that she had met at the gay bar. Yeah, you know what's funny? Not funny, but it's okay, weird. Eight by crocodile. Uh, Probably. Maybe. What was that one? What was that one? Uh, was it the clown episode where he got he got shot by his accomplice? No, that was uh. Oh, the Candyman. Candy yeah, man. the Candyman. Yeah, this is it's the same situation except for like they going at the gay dudes. They going at the dudes, but she had a accomplice the whole time. Yeah, yeah we had, so uh, I'm trying to remember for the movie. So they were they were just robbing these guys basically just to get by at this point, right? And I think when arrested, I think she was claiming that a lot of people, or one of her claims was that a lot of the guys that they had killed had tried to rape her or did rape her. 
which at, we at, don't know if at this point she probably you know she's fucking finally had some like semblance of real love in her life and uh she had said fuck men at this point and didn't give a fuck so she was probably fucking i'm sure there there were some drugs involved so they're fucking killing these guys taking their money to, to use drugs and go move on to the next fucking hotel room I, i'm sure i'm sure the fact that pass some things over here bro i'm sure the fact that you know the men in her life were super shitty to her didn't help you know, it probably played a part in the fact that she only killed men. Oh, absolutely, dude. That played a huge part. Yeah. Then, uh... On July 31st, 1990, uh, Warnos killed a man named Troy Burris, 50-year-old sausage salesman from Ocala, Florida. That's all sausage. He was reported missing on August 4th, 1990... His body was found in a wooded area along State Road 19 in Marion County, Florida. He had only been shot twice. So it's safe to say that maybe she, you know, I had love for maybe she guy. was closer to him this time when she shot him. That's why she only shot him twice. Maybe she got, you know, yeah, could be easier shot this time. Then uh, the next one was uh, Charles Dick Humphreys. Eh, Dick Humphreys. <laughs> Age 56. Uh, she killed him nineteen or September 11th, 1990. Retired U.S. Air Force major, former state child abuse investigator, and former chief of police. On September 12th, 1990, his body was found in Marion County, Florida. He was fully clothed and had been shot six times in the head and torso. His car was found in Suwannee, Clowney, Florida. Wow, stop there for a second. Think about the irony of that. That's one of them things, man. God's got a sense of humor, or, or he likes to show people that rhyme or reason. He should, or, or like, There's a rhyme or reason in synchronicities of things that happen. She killed this guy, and his whole career was spent saving kids like her. Mm-hmm. It's very ironic. Super ironic. Yo, getting blasted in the head six times. It was... Uh, well, the head and torso, so... Yeah. Like, if you blasted something that many times in the head and torso area, it's not just, ah, look at me. No, it's revenge. Yeah, well, it's a crime of passion. There's definitely some, some anger going on, for sure. And then, uh... On... November 19th, 1990, uh, Warnos killed her final victim, Walter Gino Antonio. Police were serviced. Antonio's nearly nude body was found near a remote logging road in Dixie County, Florida. He had been shot f- five or four times. Five days later, his car was found in Brevard County, Florida. I was also just thinking, too, like... Uh... So, when she met the, the, what's her name, Tyria? Yeah, Tyria Moore. So, you know, some people just, you you mix them together and they just shouldn't mix. They're like fucking oil and water. Yeah. So, when these two met each other, you know, they just really became a fucking wrecking ball. 
And that happens, man. You see oh, yeah, it all you the time. A lot of things, yeah. So maybe if they if they never met, maybe it would have never went this way. But who who knows? You know, speculation. I think at that point, after meeting her, I think Eileen just knew like yeah. now I could do what I actually want to do because I have something that's going to help me. Do they it. were off to the races, man. Yeah. As soon as she met her, she'd think that's it. I'm going to go out and I'm going to you know I'm going to kill as many as I can now because I have someone to help me. Interesting thing about the girlfriend, uh, she was came from a very strict uh, religious background, and obviously her being gay, I'm sure that didn't go over very well. So I'm sure she she probably had a pretty tumultuous uh, upbringing too. We'll get into her a little bit after. Yeah, another uh, another little key too. There is uh, you see that a lot too. Uh, not to poke fun, you know. What I mean, I'm not. You know, trying to talk shit about anybody's religion or anything, that's not what I'm doing here, but you do see that a lot, too, with a lot of, like, you know, murderers and stuff like that. A lot of them come from very religious households, yep. which is also and a very big pattern, too, a lot. I'm I'm pretty religious myself, but uh, I think it's I think it's when, like, or, that's why our dad's so against organized religion. It's yeah, because it's it shoved be, down your throat yeah, it could be really oppressive and controlling, and that's, yeah. I don't like that shit about religion either yeah I, I feel the same way I like organized religion everyone's relationship with God should be their own yeah you know it shouldn't be a forced thing it should be something you yeah. come to when on your own when terms. you start involving other people in that relationship it gets real weird real quick yeah it's like a, any normal relationship once you involve the rest of the world in it then it's gonna you're gonna go through some bumps you know what I mean but uh real quick back to when uh, they had found Warnos' palm print in that guy, uh, Peter Sims' car, uh, Warnos and Moore had abandoned it after they had been involved in an accident. Witnesses who had seen the women driving the victim's car provided police with their names and descriptions, resulting in a media campaign to locate them. Police also found some of the victim's belongings in pawn shops and retrieved fingerprints matching those found in the victim's cars. Warnos had a criminal justice record in Florida, and her fingerprints were on file. So, then, January 9th, 1991, Warnos had been arrested on an outstanding warrant at the Last Resort, a biker bar in Volusia County. Police located Moore the next day in Scranton, Pennsylvania. She agreed to elicit a confession <coughs> from Warnos in exchange for prosecutorial immunity. So mm. now her fucking girl that Flip, helped her do all this shit flips flipped on her. On her. Ah, Meet first happens. chance. That's what happens, man. First chance she got, she flipped. That's when, uh, when, it, when it comes down and when it's in the end, man, all bets are off. There's no honor among thieves, dude. They exactly. all flip. No, all of them. The mobsters, the gangsters, they all flip. Because when that's, it comes down to your life or theirs, everyone's going to pick theirs, man. That's, Every time. We got to re-highlight that again. No honor among thieves. That's one of the truest things ever spoken right there. But uh, after Moore had returned with police back to Florida, where she was put up in a motel under police guidance, Moore made numerous telephone calls to Warnos pleading for help and clearing her name. Three days later, on January 16th, 1991, Warnos confessed to the murders. She claimed the men had tried to rape her and she killed them in self-defense. On July 14th, 
1992, Warnos went to trial for the murder of Richard Mallory. Prior bad acts are normally admissible in criminal trials, but under Florida's Williams rule, the prosecution was allowed to introduce the evidence related to the other crimes to show a pattern of illegal activity. On July, on January 27, 1992, Warnos was convicted of Richard Mallory's murder with help from Moore's testimony. At her sentencing, psychiatrists for the defense testified that Warnos was mentally unstable and had been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder and antisocial personality disorder. Four days after her trial, she was sentenced to death. Wow. That's crazy. Well, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, it is. So her, uh, her reign of terror came to an end. I, I bet you, if she never. And in the, what another thing that you could say is kind of ironic is the one person she finally let in her life and trusted flipped on her. So in the end, she was right. You know, humans really are the worst. Um, yeah, I, I bet she. If she never got caught, I bet she probably had more murders on her record. Yeah, I think probably. I mean, she probably would have kept going at some point. What did you? I'm sorry, I was I was looking at looking something up. What did you say about Scranton? Do you remember? Were they moving out of Florida? Scranton. You said something about Scranton. Oh no, uh, they found more in Scant- Scranton, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. So they split. And uh, yeah, I guess they split up. I guess at some uh, point. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, but. And then on March thirty first, nineteen ninety two, Warnos pled no contest to the murder of Dick Humphreys, Troy Burris, and David Spears. She saying she wanted to get right with God. In her statement to the court, she stated, I want to confess to you that Richard Mallory did violently rape me, as I've told you, but these others did not. They only began to start to. Uh, Damn, that was, that's cold. You get what she's saying, right? She's saying they started to, and at that point, I didn't let them, she right? wasn't letting them anymore. Shit. Yeah, and then on May 15th, 1992, Warnos was given three more death sentences. And then in June 1992, Warnos pled guilty to the murder of Charles Scatterdon. In November 1992, she received her fifth death sentence. What the fuck? The defense made efforts during the trial to introduce evidence that Mallory had been tried for intent to commit rape in Maryland and that he had been committed to a maximum security correctional facility in Maryland that provided remediation. Recommendation? No, remediation. What is it? Remediation. Hold on. Oh, shit, I lost it. (laughs) Technical difficulties. Remediation? Yep, remediation. Uh, yeah, remediation to sexual offenders. Records obtained from that institution reflected that from 1958 to 1962, Mallory is committed for treatment and observation resulting from criminal charge of assault with intent to rape and received an overall eight years of treatment from the facility. In 1961, it was observed that Mr. Mallory, the obsessed Strong sociopathic trends. The judge refused to allow this to be allowed admitted in court as evidence and defe- denied Warnos' request for a retrial. 
And then in February 1993, Warnos pled guilty to the murder of Walter Gino Antonio and was sentenced to death again. In total, six death sentences. Jeez. Jeez. No power, no charges were brought against her for the murder of Peter Sims because his body was never found. Do you think, do you think, uh, I know she, she said she wanted to get right with God and she confessed to a lot of them, but do you think there might have been more? What do you mean? More, more deaths that she was I mean, there possibly could have. They didn't find Peter Sims' body. There could have been a lot of other bodies they didn't find think, either. Though, it's Florida, man. All you got to do is drag a body into a swamp. It ain't getting found, bud. Yeah. yeah and, uh, get I wonder how many missing person reports down there from down that time. That's I mean, it's very well that. possible that she could have killed more, and we'll just never know. Yo, guess how long she was on death row for? 12 years. Damn. Yeah. She, uh, I guess there's a lot of drama. She, she would accuse, like, uh, prison guards of sexual assault and she said at one time they were spitting and pissing in her food and shit all types of crazy stuff also while she was locked up she also told very inconsistent stories about the killings she'd once claimed initially that all seven men had raped her while she was working as a prostitute but later recanted the claim of self-defense during an interview with filmmaker nick broomfield when she thought the cameras were off she told him that it was, in fact, self-defense, but she could not stand being on death row, where she had been for 12 years at this point, and she just wanted to die. Damn. I I can imagine, though, dude. Could you be in solitary confinement just alone with your thoughts? <laughs> God. You know? Like, knowing that you're never going to make it out of there alive? I just want to say, too, Um, I guess fucking the last time that she seen Tyria was, in, was uh, during the trial when she... Uh, Went through 75 minutes of testimony. She, she had to sit there looking at it for 75 minutes, dude. That's fucking wild. Um, fucking... Uh, another interesting thing, there's a lot of drama about how she was arrested because she was arrested with an outstanding warrant charge. And uh, at the time, the police didn't have enough to charge her with murder. So they... Co- they uh, well, I won't say coaxed, but they... um kind of use Tyria as she they gave her the immunity to get the confession that they needed to then charge her and keep her with uh the murder which oh yeah which is like pretty crazy and some people say questionable ethically you know I mean uh, that's why they always say you know get in writing yeah right you know I mean, if it's just word of mouth, then, you know, you're kind of fucked in that situation because you're a criminal. The cops are obviously going to believe, you know, I mean, like the uh, yeah, justice system is obviously going to believe the police. Uh, from firsthand experience, I'll tell you, the cops will say anything and do anything to get to get you caught up and yeah. incriminate yourself. Oh, yeah. But uh, <clears throat> then Warnos appealed to the court, to the Supreme Court in 1996, but was denied. Uh, and then in 2001, she denied, she announced that she would not issue any further appeals against her death sentence and then petitioned the Florida Supreme Court for the right to fire her legal counsel and stop all appeals saying, I killed those men, robbed them cold as ice, and I'd do it again too. There's no chance of keeping me alive or anything because I'd kill again. I have hate crawling through my system. 
I'm so sick of hearing this she's crazy stuff. I've been evaluated so many times. I'm competent, sane, and I'm trying to tell the truth. I'm one who seriously hates human life and would kill again. A defense attorney argued that she has was in no state for them to honor such a request. And then, uh, like Troop was telling us early before we started recording, uh, Florida governor at the time was Jeb Bush. Jeb Bush. He yeah. instructed three psychiatrists to give Warnos a 15-minute interview. The test for competency requires the psychiatrist to be convinced that the condemned person understands that she will die and for which crime she is being executed. All three, all three judged her mentally fit to be executed. Damn. And then, like you were saying, uh, then later on she had started accusing the prison matrons of abusing her. She accused them of tainting her food, spitting on it, serving her potatoes cooked in dirt, and her food arriving with urine. She also claimed overhearing conversations about trying to get me pushed over the brink by them, I'd wind up committing suicide before the execution and wishing to rape me before execution. She also complained of strip searches, being handcuffed so tightly that her wrists bruised anytime she left her cell, door kicking, frequent window checks by matrons, low water pressure, mildew on her mattress, and cat calling in distaste and a pure hatred towards me. Warnos threatened to boycott showers and food trays when specific officers were on duty. In the meantime, my stomach's growing away and I'm taking showers through the sink in my cell. Her attorney stated, Miss Warnos really just wants to have proper treatment, humane treatment until the day she's executed. And if the allegations don't have any truth to them, she's clearly delusional. She believes what she's written. During the final stages of the appeal process, she gave a series of interviews to Broomfield in her final interview, shortly before her execution, she claimed that her mind was being controlled by sonic pressure to make her appear crazy and described her impending death as being taken away by angels on a spaceship. Warno said to Broomfield, you sabotaged my ass. Society and the cops and the system, a raped woman got executed and was used for books and movies and shit. Her final words in the on-camera interview were, Thanks a lot, society, for railroading my ass. Damn, dude. Yeah, that's some fucking deep that's shit. That's heavy, dude. So, like, she basically admitted to... She basically admitted to, you know... She'd said what everybody else had already would already been saying. What we've been saying this whole time, you know, society, they fucked her, you know, they ruined her. They ruined any chance she had of... You know, having a normal life. So. Yeah, sadly. It's fucking terrible that this shit happens in uh, the first world, you know, still, still to this day. Um, later, after this interview, after her final words on, on tape, Broomfield later met Don Botkins, a childhood friend of Warnos, who told him, she's sorry, Nick, she didn't give you the finger. She gave the media the finger, and then the attorneys the finger, and she knew if she said much more, it would make, it could make a difference on her execution tomorrow, so she decided not to. Warnos was brought into the death chamber on October 9, 2002. She had KFC as her last meal and was given a $20, $20 budget. Her last words before the execution were, 
yes, I would just like to say I'm sailing with the rock and I'll be back like Independence Day with Jesus. June 6th, like the movie, big mothership and all. I'll be back. I'll be back. Yeah, uh, she was definitely of sound mind then, huh? Jesus. I'm sure that's what 12 years in solitary confinement <laughs> does to you. Right, fuck. And then at 9.47 a.m. on October 9th, 2002, Eileen Warnos was dead. She was the 10th woman in the United States to be executed since the Supreme Court lifted the ban on capital punishment in 1976 and the second woman ever executed in Florida. Holy shit, 10 women, though, dude. I wouldn't even have guessed there was that many. That's crazy. I bet bet there's like 200, 300 men or a 1,000. Oh, more than that, dude. I bet you each state's probably got, well, I don't know. I know Texas has got probably 500, maybe more. Um, After her death, Warnos's body was cremated. Her ashes were taken by Don Botkins, a childhood friend, to her native Michigan and spread beneath a tree. She requested that Natalie Merchant's song Carnival be played at her funeral. Natalie Merchant commented on this when asked why her song was played during the credits of the documentary Eileen, Life and Death of a Serial Killer. When director Nick Broomfield sent a working edit of the film, I was so disturbed by the subject matter that I couldn't even watch it. Eileen Warnos led a tortured, torturing life that is beyond my worst nightmares. It wasn't until I was told that Eileen spent many hours listening to my album Tiger Lily while on death row and requested Carnival be played at her funeral that I gave permission for the use of the song. It's very odd to think of the places my music can go when it leaves my hands. If it gave her some solace, I have to be grateful. Natalie Merchant. Damn, well put, though. I respect that as an artist. Oh, yeah. Hey, if it means something to somebody, you know, who am I to... Get in the way of it. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, I've got to assume when you write songs like that, that's what you, you know, that's what you want, basically, right? Is for it to people to connect reach with. Reach people it. on yeah. a deeper meaning, on a deeper level. Not your so. place to judge. Yeah. <clears throat> and then uh, Broomfield, the director. Broomfield uh, stated, I think this anger developed inside her. And she was working as a prostitute. I think she had a lot of awful encounters on the road. And I think this anger just spilled out from inside her and finally exploded into incredible violence. That was her way of surviving. I think Eileen really believed that she had killed in self-defense. I think someone who's deeply psychotic can't really tell the difference between something that is life-threatening and something that is a minor disagreement. That you could say something that she didn't agree with. She would get into screaming black temper about it, and I think that's what had caused these things to happen. At the same time, when she wasn't in those extreme moods, there was incredible humanity in her. Yeah. Damn. I feel bad for this woman now. I do too, man. I really do. Yeah, I don't get No, no child should have to go through that type uh, of shit. Hell no. And then, um, like you said earlier, um, they had made a theatrical film about her called Monster, starring Charlize Theron and Christina Ritchie. It tells Wernos' story from childhood until her first murder conviction. The film earned Theron the 2003 Academy Award for Best Actress for her 
performance as Eileen Warnos. The TV movie Overkill, the Eileen Warnos story, 1992, starred Gene Smart. An operatic adaption of Warnos' life events premiered at San Francisco's Yerba Buena Center for the Arts on June 22, 2001. Entitled Warnos, the opera was written by composer and liturgist Carlo Lucero, conducted by Mary Chun and produced by John Sims Center for the Performing Arts. The singer Jewel wrote a song about Eileen called Nicotine Love. <laughs> so, nice choice of name. Yeah. Nicotine Love from real, Jewel. Real quick, to give you guys a little deeper into this. Uh, prison officials in Florida executed convicted serial killer Eileen Warnos Wednesday morning. Warnos was pronounced dead at 19, 9.47 a.m., but the process of injecting lethal drugs into both of her arms started promptly at 9.30. A brown curtain was drawn back, and witnesses saw Warnos turn to them, make a bizarre face, kind of smile, roll her eyes, and turn away. She was strapped in completely, unable to move anything but her head. At 9.31, she shut her eyes and her head jerked backwards. At 9.32, her mouth seemed to drop open. Her eyes opened to slits and it appeared she was gone. It's an execution that many believed was a long time in coming. Warnos's final ride in a hearse from the death chamber was a far different road than the one that led to her execution. Victims' family members aren't sorry that she's gone. She got off really easy. These men suffered. These men's families suffered tremendously all these years. I mean, it was cold-blooded murder, said Wanda Pouncey, a victim's daughter. I wish it would have been a little more, a little harder on her. It was very, 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 very easy. Even the years in prison that she did, it was a piece of cake. It was a cakewalk, said Terry Griffith, a victim's daughter. For years after her arrest, Warnos claimed that she was the victim but on death row two years ago, she told a reporter she killed the men in cold blood, something that she's repeated again and again this year. Volusia County State Attorney John Tanner prosecuted Warnos and felt obligated to witness the execution. She liked to be in control. In fact, these killings, as much as anything, were acts of ultimate control, and we've seen that in serial killer patterns, patterns in the past. She killed these men to bring about the ultimate in control over their lives, which was to terminate it. Warnos was allowed to make a final statement, and there she was no time on it, but it probably took her about 30 seconds, which I already read about her coming back on the mothership like Independence Day. Wow. It's fucking heavy, man. Yeah, and then uh, a half a dozen anti-death penalty demonstrators were outside the prison were outnumbered by corrections officers. And 32 witnesses watched as she was wheeled into the death chamber where an executioner pumped her deadly deadly chemicals into her system. <clears throat> and they said Warnos went into death willingly. <laughs> Crazy. What a life, man. Yeah. Tragic. Rest in peace to the Eileen Warnos. The head of humans. A hero in her own mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how to... It's just a terrible situation all around, man. You know? 
I guess I was looking into Tyree. I guess she lives a quiet life in Pennsylvania to this day. She stays low. Which, I mean, of course can she you does. blame her? <laughs> shit. But also, she... She was there for the murders too, man. It's isn't that kind of scary that this woman just walks free? Just because she flipped first, she gets to walk free with her life. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Maybe she's one of those people that only can do it if you know I mean like she can't be in control of if she's more of a lackey, you know what I mean? Yeah, but but still. I bet she's fucked up. I bet she is too She's got to live under assumed name Don't you think Oh I'm sure Yeah she's got to have a new I'm name. sure if she lives under her real name I'm sure people have tried to reach out to her I'm sure Funny enough Forever ago when I would found out that um, When I would found out that uh, What's his name That Golden State Killer Had a daughter I tried to find her on Facebook So I could message her I Couldn't find her No She <laughs> lives a very I Apparently, I guess she, like, changed her name around and shit so people couldn't find her. Could you imagine? uh, I just wanted to get her on my pod, dude. What the fuck? Could you imagine, like, being, like, the son of, like, like Jeffrey Dahmer or something? Yeah. I know he's in the dude, so... Especially now. Especially now, too. With the Netflix thing out, yeah. Well, no, just I was just using them, for example. Just anybody, you know? Like a Ted Bundy's kid, dude? Yeah, like, inheriting that. No thanks. Damn. Some kids end up uh, trust fund babies. Some kids end up fucking serial kid babies, I guess. Jeez. There's a possibility. Unlucky. Uh, unlucky roll. God. Or be the good one go to like Harvard and shit and say, fuck, fuck with my dad and my dad. I'm going to do my own kinks and shit. Oh, you mean like fucking Hunter Biden? <laughs> Burn. Burn. All right, Chop. Now that you've heard it all. Give us your honest opinion. What do you think of Lion Warnos? Hero or villain? Can I say anti-hero? I guess that kind of works. She, she's more. She's more like a Deadpool. She, I guess in her mind, she you know she did. She was doing what she thought was right. I guess you could well, say. Yeah, and that's kind of the fault of society. I, I could see some victims of sexual abuse seeing her as a yeah. hero. Yeah, yeah, but I see her as anti-vet. Like, yeah, I get it. I, 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 I get it, but... I mean, that's probably the best way to put it, honestly, is anti-hero. Yeah. Anti-hero. Because if you're going to shoot somebody, one or two times. But she's just almost a whole clip. Yeah, no remorse. Definitely no remorse. Huh. Yeah. We'll look at uh, what humans do to each other, man, you know? It's a shame. You can definitely tell on The Walking Dead, too. Their last what the episode. fuck are you talking about? Like, humans will go after humans. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, this Sunday is the last episode ever. Nobody fucking cares. Ever. Nobody watches that show anymore. Man, I used to watch a religious show. Yeah, then it got shitty. Or what season repetitive. is it on now? 12? I don't know. I stopped saw, saw watching that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good guess. <laughs> season. Yeah, I stopped watching that to took up my man Rick. Same. I was ha- I was happy that he. Well, took he a- took himself out, didn't he? Yeah, he wanted to be. He wanted to leave the show. <laughs> I was happy that bitch ass Carl got uh, killed. Carl was the man, dude. He got sick. I tell you, the uh, end. dude. One thing about the fucking Walking Dead comics were fucking so eat. Oh, I just farted. Arse week. I gotta go eat. I'm starving. 
All yeah, right. Me too. Hit me four. Yeah, let's get out of here. Uh, real quick, next week, Chop will not be here because he's going to NYC. He's going to NYC with his man lover. Oh, shut the fuck up. So he <laughs> won't be here. And friends. Oh, 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 oh. Shut the fuck up about that. Well, <laughs> I'm going to New York City because I'm going to Macy's Day Parade. Yeah, with your boyfriend. Uh, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> what, dude? Just being honest. You, 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 this is the last time you can hear a fucking cheetah voice ever. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, he won't be here next week, so uh, it's going to be me and Choop and uh, possibly my, possibly our mother. Uh, we're going to do something very, very different next week, something we've never done before. Uh, I've got a close friend of mine coming on. It's going to, you know, kind of help us spread some awareness about her son's very rare liver disease. So, you know, be uh, might be very educational. So, you know. Switch it up, change yeah. it up, change the pace. Yeah, so, uh, you know, and also Thanksgiving next week, too, so, you know. Yeah, let's talk about... Let's talk about this fucking weather situation. How still no snow? No, I, I get the snow if it's coming, but remember four years ago when we fucking played four or five years ago when we played the fucking Colts. Yeah, and they didn't cancel that game, and that was terrible. I think this, you know, why because the snow didn't happen until during the game. Yeah, but, dude, they probably did it because all their running backs aren't going to be fucking covering snow. They're too short. <laughs> Singletary's four foot five. Yeah, be fucking. You won't even be able to see him but, in the snow. But um, for this, because we're playing Detroit later that week, do you, do you think Buffalo will have advantage of that field? Because uh, you think about when it, on Thursday they had to go to the weight locker room. Or, yeah. do, or do they definitely tell? be a little more comfortable. No, they're going like. to stay in the weight locker this weekend too. They're going to use it both times so, it's, oh, it's fair. so they know exactly what it is. When they go back on yeah, Thursday. Yeah, that's a smart move. Yeah, you know, yeah maybe it'll be a little more comfortable. Know, um, Good, because we fucking need it. Jesus. Yo, hold on. I got one more comment on, the, on that. <laughs> oh, I got a really good quote, too. Actually, I wanted to. No, no, no. This is not, this is not about Eileen. This is about um, what Detroit uh, tweeted. Detroit Lions. Uh, important numbers are by the phone. Lock up when, you're, when you leave. And please... Don't break the tables. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, That's yeah. pretty good. Just imagine you just go there, you break a table there. Like how how fucking how fucking bad are you be? He's like, okay, you can use our field. They come back in every single table in the whole building. Or, or or be like, Bill's here, Lions drool <laughs> kind of shit. Yeah, That's pretty funny. All right. What's up with that Trey White man? He's not playing. He's not gonna play yeah, this year. He, he's not playing this year. Why? What the fuck is the comment? The mental comment that McDermott made. Oh, we're not gonna get into it. It's just physical or mental. It's like okay, so you're saying it's mental. <laughs> he, no, so he's not ready to play. He, he's not. He doesn't feel. Like I, think, he's ready I, think, to play. I think he might be ready after Thanksgiving because that's when he got his knee blown. Oh, man. I wouldn't I bring him back for this that. game or the Thanksgiving game, honestly, because Detroit's got no, you turf. bring him out on Thanksgiving. They man. got artificial turf, though. You dude. bring him out on fucking Thanksgiving. What if he goes out on Thanksgiving and he fucks this well, thing up we again? We need him. It's grind time now. We can't. Yeah, it's fucking. Yo, yo, if that's the case, I'll, he should been he should been back in when we played uh when we played the Jets. Yeah, but that was too early for the injury. Or uh, or it Minnesota. Seems like the injury, Minnesota. It seems like he's. The injury's okay, and but maybe he feels like he's not ready. That's what I feel. That's what I think. Well, because why else would you say it's not 
we won't get into if it's physical or mental. You saying that just well, confirms see, that it's a mental thing, right? Absolutely, because I saw him one time when in preseason, he was he was fucking running. He, he yeah, had, dude's probably fucking got nightmares about it and shit. He almost <laughs> almost ruined could have ruined his whole career. He's probably terrified to come back out again. I would be, be honest. I be honest like that's what it is. Yeah. Be honest. I was just, I, I would not put him in this whole year if he wants to be like this. Just let him sit. I know you guys are gonna be the glue, loose and bullshit. No. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's too late now. I feel like you're you gotta, just kind yeah, of a if, little girl. Sometimes. If he doesn't want to, he's got to want to play. I was like, if he's like, oh, I'm ready to come back. It's like, no, we need you for the uh, not the Dolphins game because Dolphins know how to play that system, right? We need you for the uh, Jets game. Yeah. Anyway, or we need uh, Porter to come back, too. I heard Porter's playing. He's not playing? I thought he was somebody. I heard something at work earlier. Who knows? Anyways. Or what, what's the quote you had? Oh, yeah. I just wanted to hit him real quick with the, uh, we stopped looking for monsters under our beds when we realized they're inside us. Boom. That is a good quote. Banger. True, true, true enough. Hey, well, you saw that from Eminem? No, I got it from Joker. <laughs> oh. <laughs> is it, you know Eminem say some of the weirdest shit. All right, can we just fucking end this so we can go food? I'm starving. All right. You're bipolar. I want you to chip off your shoulder. Oh, my you... fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Uh, it was a pleasure talking about Eileen Warner. I feel we literally like, said her name eighteen times today. I don't give it. I remember uh, it whatever. It was was a, we we got the backstory. Like every time we come into a serial killer episode, we was like, "Oh man, fuck this guy!" Oh, after we actually dive into it more, like our minds open up. Yeah, definitely interesting. You should get an award for how to drag shit out, dude. Because <laughs> you can't just say goodbye and end it. All right. You know the rule, you know the term, chop out. Big choop, we're out of here. Later. Cheat out. Thanks for riding along, losers.